This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Fungicide Resistance Extension Network. Are you planning for your cropping program and seed orders for the 2021 growing season? Well, before you do, I'd like to welcome you to our podcast on fungicide resistance in the north and planning for 2021. The podcast has been produced by the Australian Fungicide Resistance Extension Network, or otherwise known as AFRIN. It's a GRDC-supported project to help growers and advisors stay informed about fungicide resistance issues. To discuss the latest in fungicide resistance research, I'm joined in the AFRIN studio by Professor Levente Kiss from the University of Southern Queensland Centre for Crop Health. Levy, thanks for your time. Thank you, Drew. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Levy, we're talking about fungicide resistance now because growers are starting to think about ordering seed for 2021, which then raises considerations of variety selection and also fungicide seed treatment. Fungicide seed treatments, though, have always been a simple go-to for protecting emergent crops through the wet months. But I understand the message from Afrin is there's a bigger picture to consider. Certainly, there are always a number of important things to consider when using any kind of fungicides for seed dressing in furrow applications or foliar sprays. So seed treatments before sowing or in furrow sowing are useful practices to control several seed-borne and foliar fungal diseases such as smuts, net blotches and powdery mildew in barley, wheat and other cereals. However, it is always important to add that fungicides should be considered as part of an integrated crop disease management strategy that includes the use of disease-resistant crop varieties whenever available and also suitable uh, agronomic practices. Fungicides are powerful tools in our hands to control crop diseases and ensure high and high-quality yields, but over-reliance on these chemicals is not best practice and has already led to the development of resistance to a number of fungicides in crop pathogen populations all over the world. So Levy, what is fungicide resistance then for those that don't really understand it? Well, most uh, crop diseases are caused by microscopic fungi. Normally, fungicide treatments kill or at least strongly suppress the target fungal crop pathogens in the field. Fungicide resistance is noted when this does not happen and the specific crop disease emerges in the field because the target crop pathogen survived the fungicide treatment that would normally give effective control. There are, of course, a number of other reasons why fungicide applications may fail, such as problems with application timing, weather, faulty product, wrong dosage, and so on. When all these other trivial reasons can be ruled out, The failure of the fungicide treatment is most probably due to the presence of crop pathogenic fungi in the field that have become resistant to that particular fungicide. To confirm this, the target crop pathogens have to be isolated from the field and tested for fungicide resistance in a laboratory. Levy, can you elaborate a little bit further on what causes it to develop? Fungicide resistance is a game of numbers. Uh, Higher disease pressure and higher volumes of or more frequent applications of the same type of fungicide increase the chances of fungicide resistance developing in the target crop pathogen populations over time. A simple explanation 
is that the fungicide acts as a selection pressure over pathogen populations, and this leads to the selection and emergence of those crop pathogenic strains that are resistant or at least less sensitive to the fungicide. So poor agronomic practices such as planting crop varieties that are susceptible to disease without proper crop rotation, the presence of green bridges or stubble which harbor spores from the last season, coupled with lack of fungicide rotation and weather conditions that are favorable for disease development, all work together to promote the emergence of fungicide resistance or at least reduce sensitivity in the field over time. Now, fungicides are grouped in several groups based on their mode of action. Repeated use of fungicides belonging to the same mode of action within a season clearly increases the selection pressure over pathogen populations and may result in the development of fungicide resistance if chemistries are not used in rotation. Levy, does fungicide resistance affect all crop types? Well, the short answer is yes, but some groups of plant pathogens may develop fungicide resistance quicker than others. In barley, nut blotch, ramularia, leaf spot and powdery mildew are those diseases that are at higher risk of fungicide resistance development. In wheat, septoria leaf blotch and powdery mildew, while in pulses, uh, ascochyta blight and rots caused by botrytis are the high risk diseases, obviously in those varieties that are susceptible to the respective pathogens. So Levy, how do seed treatments specifically feed into this pattern? Uh, We should not forget that applying a fungicide of a certain mode of action as a seed dressing or in furrow during sowing means that the target fungal pathogen population is already under selection pressure during that particular season. This means that fungicides belonging to another mode of action or mixtures of fungicides of different modes of action should be used later in the season if foliar sprays are still needed. Levy, you're from the northern region. Are there cases where this has already happened? Because I understand you've got a bit of an issue up there with mung bean powdery mildew. Well, luckily, there are no documented cases of any fungicide resistance or reduced sensitivities in crop pathogens populations in Queensland. Yes, we suspect that mung bean powdery mildew populations may have developed some kind of resistance, but this hasn't been documented and uh, proven in the laboratory so far. My guess is that this is mainly due to the lack of research done in this field in Queensland crops. But what's most important is that there are quite a few cases of fungicide resistance elsewhere. For example, in some parts of York Peninsula in South Australia, a complete field failure of fungicides belonging to mode of action group 7, the so-called SDHI fungicides, applied as seed treatments and foliar sprays against net form of net blotch of barley, And the same type of fungicide resistance in one site in WA, also complete field failure of fungicides belonging to another mode of action group, number three, the so-called DMIs, such as azoles, applies against barley powder immunity in WA, and net blotches of barley, both forms, in a few sites in WA. Coming back to Queensland, even though we don't have any confirmed cases of fungicide failures here, the fungicide resistance management guidelines should be strictly followed in all crops to minimize the risk of losing some of the chemicals from the otherwise quite limited crop protection arsenal. Levy, you've pointed out some concerning trends there in South Australia and also Western Australia. 
In New South Wales, we've also seen cases of reduced sensitivity in septoria triticide blotch of wheat to group 3 DMIs and resistance in wheat powdery mildew just in this past season to both group 3 DMIs and the group 11 stribolurins. Given all of this, what can farmers do then to minimise their risk of fungal infections and their reliance on fungicides? As mentioned earlier, the integrated approach of crop disease management is of utmost importance. In most crops, high and high quality yields cannot be obtained without using fungicides, but these should always be applied as part of an integrated plant disease management strategy, which takes in consideration the expected disease pressure, crop rotation, variety rotation, stubble and bridge management, and of course rotation and mixing fungicides of different modes of actions during the season if these are needed. Levy, do these practices support or replace fungicide seed dressings and in treatments? Frankly, I can't think of too many options to replace the recommended fungicide seed treatments with any other crop protection practices at this stage. An important thing is to apply the recommended fungicides at label rates for seed dressing and in furrow applications. This will minimize disease pressure, so also the risk of uh, fungicide resistance development if further foliar sprays can be avoided later during the season, thanks to all the measures taken as part of an integrated disease management strategy and weather conditions that are hopefully not favorable for disease development during that season. What about once the seed's in the ground? What else can growers do to minimise the risk of promoting fungicide resistance? Best is always to avoid sprays based on a calendar basis and follow recommendations for disease control. So a typical integrated disease management strategy for net form of net blotch in barley should always consider the removal of stubble, avoiding barley on barley for up to two years if possible, simply don't plant barley in barley stubble and control the green bridge volunteers, use less susceptible varieties if possible, and clean seed. Net form of net blotch may be seed borne and grain from heavily diseased crops should not be retained for planting, obviously. The time of sowing is very important. Early sowing favors the development of this disease and can increase losses. Now, in terms of uh, fungicides, Fungicides belonging to group 3, such as tabuconazole, should be avoided as standalone products and uh, minimize the use of group 7 fungicides, which can be used as seed treatments and foliar sprays. And in some areas, as I mentioned earlier, in uh, South Australia and WA, don't use, simply don't use fungicides belonging to group 7 for net blotch control in areas where resistance to this group of fungicides has been reported and confirmed. Now in other places do not apply more than once fungicides belonging to group 7 for seed treatment with foliar activity in any two consecutive growing seasons. This is also very important. So in general treat fungicides belonging to group 7 strategically As I mentioned earlier, simply don't use fungicides belonging to mode of action group 7 in regions where resistance to this mode of action group has been confirmed. Levy, you've mentioned there group 3, group 7. 
Where can people learn more about fungicide resistance and fungicide resistance management? I would strongly recommend checking uh, the website of the Australian Fungicide Resistance Extension Network, AFRAN, funded by the Grains Research and Development Corporation, GRDC, and led by the Centre for Crop Disease Management, CCDM, at Curtin University in WA. That website contains all the information about what these mode of action groups mean, where are cases of confirmed fungicide resistance and confirmed reduced sensitivities already detected within Australia. And um, this website uh, is probably the best source uh, for agronomists, for growers, even for researchers to find out more about fungicide resistance in Australia. So, Levy, what is the long-term outlook for fungicides and fungicide resistance? Fungicides are and will be needed to protect crops from diseases. These are powerful tools in our hands, but we may lose some if resistance to specific compounds or resistance to entire mode of action groups develops and persists in the field. So fungicide resistance is clearly a serious problem in Australian crop protection, and it's easy to realize that it could have a serious impact on how long can a specific product last on the market. It is our best interest to prevent and manage fungicide resistance and reduced sensitivities to some products to extend the longevity of all those chemicals that are currently on the market and control diseases in a highly efficient way. Professor Leventekis, some really great information there for people to consider in regards to the application of fungicide and making sure that these fungicides are useful way into the future. Thank you very much for joining me in the Afrin studio today. Thank you, Drew. It was a pleasure to talk to you.